0: And hey, let's begin with prayer. If you'd bow your heads. And I'm going to say a word. I feel kind of strongly that I need to do this. And, <clears throat> and I want you to hear this because I don't know what all you've been through. Uh, I don't know what you're dealing with this year. But I want you to know that God does have a good plan for you. And, and I want you to receive that because I don't know what has happened to you. I don't know what you've done, and I don't know what you struggle with, but I do know that God loves you, and I know he's got a good plan for you. And some of you may be here, and you're like, I don't believe, and you're, you're at other campuses online, and you're like, I just don't believe at this point that God's got a good plan for me because I have done so many things that have displeased God and displeased people that I care about, displeased myself. And I need you to receive this message that God has not given up on you, that God has a good plan for your life, better than you've ever imagined. And you don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. You just have to receive it. Because he loves you that much. Father, I wish someone would have told me that a long time ago. Because I really believe that that wasn't possible. And that I wasn't worthy. And Father, sometimes it is so easy to believe the lies of the devil over the truth of your son and the inspired word of God. And I thank you today, Father, that you love us, that you're still in control of this world. Even though we see chaos, we we see crime, we see hurt, we see devastation like we've not seen in a long time. But Father, you are working behind the scenes and you've got a good plan. And Father, we just need to be reminded of that today from singing and worshiping and through your word that God, you want to do great things in our lives. Father, I thank you that you have said if my people who are called by my name will simply humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the things that are hurting them and others, I will come and heal their land. And Father, that is our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. And hey, let me ask you, it's been the first week of 21 days of prayer, and how many of you are doing well? Are you doing good? Uh, some of you have fasted from like maybe a meal, like I'm not gonna eat lunch, or, I'm not gonna eat dinner. Some of you may be like, I'm not gonna eat all day. You know, I've done that, I kinda know how that feels, you get hangry. For some of you, it is you fasted from social media, and uh, you know, you had to call 911, like I don't know what I'm gonna do with all my time. But for, for some of you, it may be, it may be coffee, uh, I did that one time. I asked God to never lead me to do that again. Uh, for some of you, it may be alcohol. You're like, hey, you know, like I've been drinking too much, and that's not something I need to focus on. And, and you say, well, why would you, why would you lead people to do that? Well, it's biblical, first of all. And the second thing is you don't want to let things control you. We've got a lot of students here, a lot of younger people here, and man, this is the time. This is not the time to go, oh, party, hey. No, this is the time where you say, hey, I want God to help me get in control of my life so I can practice his presence so I can receive the good things he has for me. Now, we've been praying going into 21 days of prayer for the next generation of leaders, and I want to tell you, I have never been more excited in my whole life than I am right now about the leaders that are coming up. And we're excited about pouring into you. And I need you to know something. We're gonna look at some leaders today that I interviewed, and, and it's so powerful because they're you, okay? Sometimes when I'm t- speaking, you're like, well, if I, was, you know, if I went to seminary, then I, no, no, these are real people that I had a conversation with, one of our elders and his wife, we have six elders, serve three terms, uh, and they're amazing people, and they work full-time And they serve God, and they have amazing lives. So you're going to hear from Lee and Elizabeth Parrish in just a moment. But I need you to know something. You're the Eck out, Hosea called ones of God. And God has a plan for your life. And God wants to do great things in your life. So we're going to pause for just a moment, and you're going to hear From a couple that I think are incredible, but they're just like you. They'll tell you they're not perfect. They're normal, but they love the Lord and God is bringing good things into their life. I want you to hear from Lee and Elizabeth Parrish. Hey, I'm so excited to have Lee and Elizabeth Parrish today to be able to talk to them and you get to know them. And I've actually known Elizabeth since she was in kindergarten. So, um, you know, I was only eight when I came to Venture. So we were almost in school together. But uh, I'm going to ask you guys to start by telling, telling us all about you. Tell us about the parish family and some details about how long you've been married, about your kids, so that our folks can know you at all of our
1: campuses. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Lee, and this is Elizabeth. We, um, we are, uh, we've been married, this is our 20th year to be married. And so... Um, through that, we've, we've moved a ton of times. We moved back to, ha- we're both from around this area, we moved back here in 2010. And um, through that, we've, we've got four kids. We had four kids in five years and so they're, they're stacked in there pretty um, pretty good. But uh, we've made it through the hard times and now we're all kind of going through life at the same, hmm. same pace. So now,
0: how old are they now? 15 to 10. 15 to 10. Two so boys, you got, two girls, yeah. You've got those about to start driving and Going into to middle school, so you got the whole the whole thing. Yeah, and the whole gamut. Hey, t- tell tell us how you came, especially you, Lee, because you you were y'all were out of town, and um, how did you come to be a part of what we were doing at Venture?
1: Well, I see we, we moved here from um, we moved here from Georgia. We were involved in the church there. We we um, we came back here, and it was a I don't know. It was a, a big part of our early marriage, um, we saw quickly as, you know, when you first get married, it's like seventh grade all over again. You're trying to re-find your friends and do things. And we called us kind of running with the wrong crowd. Mm. And um, through that, we found friends that were like-minded and uh, trying to do things of what we wanted our life to look like. Mm. And then we even found an older couple who really poured into us and modeled Mm. what a Mm what a successful family should look like and what the priorities were. And so we had that, it was a really special season for us, a lot of growth. We moved, we moved here and um, we didn't think we'd ever be able to replace what we had. Mm. And so it was already a big part of what we wanted. And so we, um, we were actually church shopping and watching um, different videos and different things and websites and we saw, we were watching this campus get built. When you were in Macon. Yeah, and we were in yeah. Georgia. Wow. Yeah, and so it was pretty neat. And so it was like, well, and so when we moved back here. Um, we came here and tried it and felt like it was a place that God was calling us to.
0: Elizabeth, you know, the the church was a lot, is a lot different now than than the First Baptist you grew up in downtown. What What'd you think the first time you came? I mean, were you in just total Shock, or did did she? I mean, the
2: music was loud. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She was like, they still got that crazy preacher. (laughs) Yeah, he just looks different.
2: Um, No, I I think instantly I saw the heart behind our church, Mm. and I felt like this is what I want to get behind. This is what I Mm. want my future teenagers to see and be a part of. Mm. It was easy for me.
0: You you know, that's such a, a great word for parents about. Knowing your kids and, and knowing the environments that you want to influence them, in. and and you know I'm so glad that now you, there's another generation um, coming from you that's involved in our in our church and our family, and that you you know brought Lee with you. Um, how, how do you guys? What are the areas? That you serve in our church, I know Lee, you're the you're the chairman of elders, and that requires a lot of meetings. That requires coming home at night and having had dealt with me, um, you know, can create stress uh, for Lee. But what all, what all do you guys do uh, at Venture?
2: We help in KXP. Okay.
1: Yeah, probably the best gig out there. KXP is uh, it's amazing.
0: You, you know, and I'm glad you said, because, you know, I know that, like, and my grandkids all love we have it.
1: You, we have your grandson in our class. I know.
0: Yes. I know. And, I'm, and I owe you. So thank they you. They make for it so easy to serve.
1: So we do
2: KXP. We are in movement on yeah. Sunday nights with our teenagers yeah. um, and house church on Wednesday nights. Mm.
0: So all you, three. you have a house, you, you host and, and lead a house church in your home on Wednesday nights.
1: Yeah, and what we found for us, hosting is really easy for us. It's kind of, I would say, it it, it doesn't work us up very much to have people at our home, but we co lead with the uh, with the Stricklands, and that makes it really easy. We host, and then we both are are, are pastor in the group.
0: So, so let me get this straight: you you're an elder, and and both of you have to kind of pour into that. You work and serve in KXP. You are a part of movement, and. You host a house church in your home. With how many people are in your house church? Fifty plus. Fifty plus, with which kids. is the size of the average Southern Baptist <laughs> church, and uh, and you have a you have a deal that you do with children, and your kids serve. Yeah. And uh, matter of fact, my my grandchildren who went to your house church, uh, call your house church Will Parish's house church. Yeah. <laughs> Will Parish is their pastor.
1: Yeah. A funny story about that, and this is a testament to our church. Will was excited that he was asked to serve in Backyard Buddies. Mm. And that was his testimony. He was like, I, c- I can't wait for it.
0: You know, what an outlet for our children. I, and I call them children. They're the next generation leaders after you to, to see that they have spiritual gifts and that they're needed. And, and they have everybody has a following. but But for our children, for like Will, for your family to have people like Hudson, my grandson, who... Wants to be like your children, and Gracie, who wants to be like your kids. I mean, uh, what a great, w- what a great legacy for you to have. Like, like you know, a lot of people are going to hear this and they're like, "We, well, you know, they're just, they're super Christians. They're elite. They're super woman, superman, Wonder Woman." And I could never do that. And I just don't have time. Uh, do you, do you do you work,
1: Lee? Do you have a hmm. job? I do. What do you do? Uh, I'm in the equipment industry.
0: Okay. And and you sell tractors.
1: We sell equipment, yes. Yeah.
0: And and you how many dealerships do you have? Uh, We have five locations. Five locations. So you like five? We got five campuses. Mm -hmm. You've got five locations. Mm So so with that, so let me get this straight, okay? Just so I know Mm -hmm. that I'm rolling with this. You you've got a growing, thriving business with five locations you have a wife and you have four children and they're all involved, involved in a lot mm-hmm. of things because I know a lot of the stuff they're involved in. How does that happen where you're involved in the church? Because I would say 90% of the people listening say, There's, I just have time, I don't have time. And they don't say it like that, but it's generally, I just don't see how that works into my life. Mm-hmm. What happened in Macon to get you in a different place? because it seems like most people would be in that class of people. they're like, "Hey, mm. you know, the church is a transactional thing. Mm. What are you getting? <laughs> you know, and you're talking about receiving a lot from your family by giving. Like your children, yeah, they go to a Christian school and it's a great school. but but they're excited about giving. How's that happened?
2: I I mean, if I'm speaking real honestly, I'm still a really selfish mom. (laughs) I am absolutely not perfect and I am looking for everything I can um, to just help grow my children, shape my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be easy. It would be really easy, especially on Wednesday nights. You know, middle of the week, Usually, there's not sports. Yeah. That would be a great night to take a break.
0: Or drop them off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <is> true, too. <laughs> well, let me, can I ask you something, since you're being honest? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, I know Lee's honest, too. But are there some wasting nights that... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm tired.
2: Oh, and I mean, middle school, high school is tough on kids. Yeah. They are socially, emotionally worn out. There's sometimes I just want to circle the wagons and put them on the couch and love all my kids.
1: Or see if they have a brain still. Yeah, yeah. Like help them find their brain. Yeah, if if they have a heartbeat, if they're still alive, yeah, Mm.
0: yeah. But really,
2: I will say this, times that I've been the most frustrated (coughs) or exhausted or watched my kids be sad, worn out, struggling, Mm. I just would love to cancel Wednesday nights. Mm. But Mm. what happens is, 30 plus adults come into my house Mm -hmm. and love all my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, they're high-fiving them, they're asking about their latest ball game, they're checking on their school, you know, exams. They're loving on my kids. Um, There's older teenagers that are older than my kids or college kids that Mm -hmm. are role models for my kids. And then there's younger kids that Mm -hmm. my kids get to practice loving on. It is chaos in the most magical way. Beautiful chaos. It is beautiful chaos.
1: I'll tell you, a good thing too is we, um, our kids feel it too. They need to feel some of the pressure. Not pressure, but they know that, hey, we got some guests coming over. We need to kind of, our house is... (laughs) We're really pretty laid back about that. So, our house is not perfect, but our kids nobody know. Nobody
2: cares about how clean Yeah, no
1: one cares about that. They know, hey, we need, to, we need to kind of get the silverware out, the plasticware mm-hmm. out, and the uh, throwaway plates, and take the trash out and kind throw of throw stuff up. in the closet. Throw stuff in the closet. Yeah. Put the dogs, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. part of the answer to your question is um, you can't make time. People say, well, I'm going to make time for it. Well, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. We all have the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we've had to say no to some things that the world might say be, we're good. And yeah. um, we realize that we want to say no to these things so we, so we can say yes to some of the best things. Yes, oh, that's a great that's a great word right um, there. Because there's so much stuff that's out there that's just mm-hmm. unnecessary and it's just a distraction for a family.
0: Well, and get you almost competing with, oh, well, they're doing this much, so I got to do this much. We well, got to be there, we got to be there. And then all of a sudden you're, you're worn down to nothing and information it's kind of like it's kind of like being a member of a gym that doesn't mean you're in good shape you know I'm a member of a gym but but I I don't really do a lot with that and it's kind of the same way with with faith
1: yeah and I guess to say we've made tons of mistakes like I I, I need oh, you're to not perfect no but we we've walked down some seasons where we had too much on our plate yeah And uh, to the point where where, we're close to a nervous breakdown, like there was too much out there. And then you had to step back and kind of receive some counsel and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we probably need to cut some of this stuff. And what should we cut?
0: But your children, what's been the benefit, one more time of your children? Because I think, Mm. I mean, my children and grandchildren are like, like sometimes when people say, I want this for my kids or that for my kids, I've never seen anything better for kids than a house church that, truly has community, yeah. has it benefited your kids?
1: I would love to say that uh, they realize that it's not all about them.
2: That's exactly what I was gonna say.
1: It's not all about them. Like it's okay that maybe not all their friends are showing up at our house and um, and they've realized that they have a responsibility to love down, to hmm. to say, well, you know, maybe, may, and, and we've seen that in our kids and they've gotten encouragement from it to see it. Um, um, we have several young families, uh, the Bobbitt family and uh, the Howell family, like they've got yeah. younger kids and they come and to see their younger kids really take to our older bo- our boys. Yeah. And then to see um, our Liza, our older daughter, kind of love on some younger girls and help give a mom a break, help them have uh, a break from, and feed them and just kind of get them ready, so. we
0: well, you know, it's hard to remember that uh, about two thirds of the people, kids out there don't have father and mother in their, in their home. So there's all these variables that you can't plan and you've had all kinds of different people show up and be a part of what you're doing. And man, I think the kingdom and community has grown because of people like you. We have a lot of people that are doing that. Uh, let me shift gears real quick and it's kind of more of the elder part. Of, of what you're doing. A lot of people didn't know a lot about elders. And there's a verse in the Bible in Acts 14, 23, where it says Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church and with prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the call of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Being an elder, there's, there's six elders and they're godly men, the greatest group of men I, I know of and who, who have wives that are willing to really do the hard work and not get all the attention. But wh- what is the role of an elder? Because we have a lot of younger men that may aspire to be an overseer, to, to be a kind of a pastor of pastors and to serve while they're still working full time and give their time like they did in the New Testament
1: to overseeing uh, the church. I would say, um, you know, for our, our eldership, it's, it's really neat to see how God's used different people's gifts um, to shape a, um, a board or a body to help walk alongside of our church and help see it form this, this good organization that just makes right. things work behind the scenes.
0: And you guys are kind of like the unpaid ducks. I did the <laughs> thing about the ducks, you know, last week, but you guys are in that mix too. I mean, we turn things over and say, hey, could you, you know, fly into this storm you know, and take some of the heat and, and encourage us when we need to be encouraged and know about all of our staff up and down the line who are behind the scenes. The elders have been amazing at pouring in and mentoring our staff. And it's been a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and I would say um, one of our big challenge, challenges, focuses, goals, whatever you want to say, is to become more of a part of our church. Right. And where there's been a lot of, I'd say prior, but it's okay to say that if you go backwards, maybe yeah. our, um, our elders were more like a secret society. Like who is this? Yeah. What do they do? What are they talking about? And right. um, so now it's kind of like saying, all right, we're gonna put the jersey on. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're gonna really put the jersey on and be a part of the team and move us forward with what, um, keep us true to our mission. And to really pour our hearts and our time and our energy and our gifts that God's given us to help lead our church to what's next, mm-hmm. and I hope um, it makes everyone feel good that we have that. Yeah, like the um, glue. Yeah, so there's some glue. There's some continuity that keeps yeah. us pointing towards our north star.
0: Well, take just a minute and tell us, you know, a quick second on this whole succession plan and you know how we got to where we are and, and our goals so everybody can know there is, a, there is a method behind the madness in everything that's, that's going on with moving forward with the future of our church.
1: You know, to be fair to you, you've kind of morphed into this to where you are over a season, right? right. Probably when you first got here, you wouldn't have been prepared to, to teach and lead five campuses. No. Um, and so you've been able to build that muscle over time. And so with so much wisdom from you, even serving as an elder back 10 years ago, mm-hmm. of realizing that, hey, um, I've got some dates, I've got some goals, I've got some wisdom for, for um, a teaching schedule and begin to wind down your teaching and to realize that we don't have to, to have just this unicorn to come back and to replace you. Right. And so when there's been so much wisdom of winding that down and, and building the muscles of our campus pastors and allowing this team teaching approach um, which is where we are now, which uh, I feel like everybody, from all the surveys we've done, everybody loves it. And we started over a year ago
0: with the consultant yeah. to work the process to even get here. So we've been, we've been into this now 13 months.
1: Yeah, it's no surprise. And, and um, for our church, we, I guess you, I, I give you the credit. We found one of the best consultants out there, nationally known, who's done just a phenomenal job of leading us, through a process to help prepare. And he gets our mission, he gets our church, and he loves our church. Yeah, Um, he does, it's crazy. It's crazy, Mm -hmm. and how he has uh, just led us to this point.
0: And we hope by, you know, hopefully, Mayor June, that we'll be at a place where we know that God revealed to us the next leader, and we can begin to work into that.
1: Yeah, and then also to to comfort everyone, to know that um, once again, lots of wisdom um, on, on our church and your behalf of say, Man, uh, we need Jeff still. And Jeff's going to, we've got a role laid out for you as a legacy I'm pastor. I think it's your best yep. days to come. And and yes. how, yep. um, and what comfort to know that we've got our, our church mm-hmm. still going here. We have a new lead. And then we've got you to get all those 40 years of wisdom back out mm-hmm. and to put out in our community.
0: Well, here's a great thing. You know, I didn't have anybody to tell <laughs> how hard ministry could be, you know, I didn't really have anybody that understood. And I think I'm excited to play a role that I never got to enjoy uh, when I was 35 and 45 and 55. And so it's exciting. What what is one word or one phrase if you could just say to all of our campuses, uh, everybody that's, that's worshiping online, everybody that has a heart for venture, what would you say going into this new year, 21 days of prayer, because 2024 is going to be an amazing year of change that's going to be good change. What would you say to them?
1: I would say um, to to buy in, to to, to get into the best things and to buy into the best things that's for you and find a place where God can use the skills that Mm -hmm. he's given you to help be a part of our mission. You know, I love the fact that, it, that there's no people that live at church. Right. Like, we, you are the people, the people at the church. Like, right. that's, that's us. And so um, we need you to be a part of it. Um, one quick story, kind of, well, yeah. quick story is uh, we, we were here one night um, at movement, and a kid spilled, we had pizza and balls going everywhere and stuff, and, and a kid um, spilled ranch everywhere on the carpet. And uh, Craig came over and said and the kid kinda walked away, he didn't know what to do, and Craig comes and said, oh, come here, man, come here, come, come here, man. And brought him some napkin and said, Hey, this is like your home. Like it's okay that you spilt ranch here. We're not worried about the carpet, but mm. let's just clean it up. Mm. And I thought that was just a picture of what it's like to make this is our this is our. it's ours. This is yeah. our church and our family. And it's no different than home. Like if you make a mess at home, nobody's mad, just kinda pick it up and clean it up.
0: Well, what what great leadership. You know, yeah. you're showing people and socializing people and what it means to be a good person to have some character. Yeah. You
1: and, uh, and to realize that this is, it's up to us. Yeah. It's its, it's hard our time. To up, up, it's our time. It's up to us. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing I would say is whether you wade into the water, whether you jump in, you know, at the, in the shell end or whether you dive in the deep end, it's time to get involved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. And uh, we're praying for you this year as we move into 2024. Thank you. Hey, let's give them a hand, yeah. You know, one thing that I'm reminded of is that real movements of God come through real people. (laughs) It's not not through preachers. It's through people who are out where everybody is who get serious about their being called out of this world and into the mission of God. I, you know, listen, I've listened to it three or four times, and one of the things that got me is that Lee and Elizabeth had to make decisions that were difficult for their family. Let me just say this year, if you're going to have a great experience with God long-term, you've got to look at the path you're on. Because every path, leads to a destination you get to see that as you live a while you look back and go well how did I wind up here well it's real simple you you were on this path and and you wound up here because that's where the path leads so so maybe as we pray in just a moment you, you can say God I need you to prick my heart and open up my mind to see what path I'm on And what path I need to choose. There's a path to life. And there's a path to destruction. And and you, you get to choose. Choose wisely. Would you bow your heads for a moment? Prepare your hearts all of our campuses, online. This is not just a time for you to think about where you're going to eat lunch. Say, God, God, I know you've got a good plan for me. God, show me the path I'm on. God, show me the things that are keeping me from being on the path you've called me to be on. God, give me courage to make hard choices, to say no when I need to say no, and to say yes when I need to say yes. The next 60 seconds, just prepare your heart and while they're singing, you can come to the altar, you can come to the cross, all of our campuses. If you're at home and you're worshiping, you can get there in your den. And have a conversation, with that's what prayer is. It's having a conversation with God because he's always listening. Begin to prepare your hearts.